Hi! Uh, welcome back to Story Reckless. I'm Nathan, I'm your DM this evening, and I use he, him pronouns. I'm gonna pass it over to our players, who we now have all three play- all three of us. We're all back. It's been so long. Um, this will be short-lived, though. It <laughs> will. <laughs> so, um, but yes, uh, why don't I pass it over to y'all to do your intros? My name's Claire. My pronouns are they, them. Uh, I am playing Kidong, half-elf grave cleric, at least for today. And my name is Olive. I use she and they pronouns, and I am playing a person who I can't say yet, but I will. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we're not going to introduce. I mean, you can see you can see on screen who Olive will be playing, but we're not Wait, going to fully secrets introduce. Secrets revealed! I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I messed up. I didn't put the right frame up, but oh well. Um, but we will find out more later. And with that, actually, I'm going to send Olive away, because tonight we're going to start with Jess Kadam. So uh, we'll see you later, Olive. Bye! Bye! Um, hello, Claire. Uh, but yes. Hello. Welcome, everybody, to uh, tonight's episode. We're... It's going to be a little more casual tonight. Um, things are still kind of in transition with stuff happening in our personal lives. Um, Claire will likely be out any day now. Um, Actually, any day. Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly. Could also be two weeks. Yeah. Oh, hello, Jack. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, good to see you. Um, Jack was with us a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we had to cancel last week because uh, I got sick. So it was just a little too much to deal with being sick and running a stream. Um, anyways, uh, tonight is going to be essentially a downtime episode. We're just going to kind of let Kadam go around Baldur's Gate, take care of some things. Um, and eventually we might meet some new people, a new person. Um... But yeah, I don't know if I need to do much of a recap. I guess for those of you that have been watching us for a while, um, yeah, we're going to pick up where we left off with uh, um, Kadam has just finished up this assignment uh, helping Box of Screws out uh, with her research into the Terillium, the... Uh, strange silvery substance that her and Manfred are working on that Box of Screws claims is some sort of elixir of life. Uh, and Kadam just finished helping her out and her uh, associate, Dalrim, who is Jack, who is just in chat. Um, yeah. so go watch that episode if you didn't see it. It was really fun. That was a ball. Yeah, um, but they encountered, uh, they discovered a, a dragon turtle that lives um, in the sunken caverns underneath the cemetery of Baldur's Gate. Uh, and they got out alive with the book that they were after. Um, but other than that, Baldur's Gate is still in chaos. Big surprise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, let's just jump into this. Again, this is going to be a lot more casual tonight. Um, and I'm just going to kind of take Claire's lead here and see what Kadam wants to do, and we'll go with it. So, Kadam, yeah. uh, what do you want to do? 
Um, you've just, it's about midday, and uh, we can absolutely do, like, you know, time jumps here. This is very open. Mm -hmm. um, but it's about midday, and you're at the crack spine underneath, uh, you know, in the, the hideout underneath um, on the other side of the city walls. But yeah. Well, um, I'm probably gonna... I'm probably gonna head back home. Um, can I just go through the gate? Is this a one-way blockade that the Flaming Fist are doing, or is it that no one's allowed in or out? How did you get into the city in the first place? I'm trying to remember. We went through the um, the smuggling, the smugglers' tunnel. Yeah. tunnel. You aren't the Starry Pony. Yeah, you aren't technically a citizen of Baldur's Gate, correct? No, I am not. I, I was don't... born on the wrong side <laughs> of the walls. I'll put it this way: you know that you could go through the front gate, but you'll probably be like tossed out um, and kind of like a, you're not supposed to be here. Um, sure, like the Flaming Fist obviously can't plug all the holes. Like there are people getting through. Um, but yeah, going through the front gate might be a little challenging. You're welcome to try. Um, you might be able to get through without any much trouble, but... Alright. What are you thinking? What I'm thinking is that most of what I want to do is on that side of the wall, but I might do the things in here first. <laughs> Okay, okay. So I don't have to re-enter. Okay. Sure. Uh yeah, what uh what do you want to do on these side uh this side of the walls? I want to check in with Raya first. Um uh, Okay. Just see how she's doing, what she's thinking and feeling. Uh offer my help if she wants it in going to uh the uh the dancing nymph. Um Um, do you, uh, how, how do you, um, are you going to try to seek her out in person, or are you going to cast Sending? What is, what's the plan? I will swing by Elfsong Tavern and Got see it. if she's still there. I don't know that she would be, it'd be in midday, but that's easiest. Okay. Um, okay, you swing by Elfsong Tavern, um, and ask the, um, um, Alan, uh, I believe his name yes, is. Yes, thank you. Um, uh, yeah, ask Alan um, about Rhea, uh, and he uh, he directs you upstairs to to where her room is. Um, she, and uh, knocking on the door, she is in right now. Um, yeah, so you you head upstairs. Uh, it's yeah, it's midday, so it's not particularly busy. There's just like a handful of people around. Um, you see like one person passed out on a table um, with an empty mug next to them. Um, and then like two others that are just quietly playing some Baldur's Bones at another table with a couple of mugs. Um, but you head over to the door that he told you to head uh, to go and um, knock on. And you can, what do you do? <clears throat> I knock. I knock. Okay. Um, yeah, she... There, there's, like, a long moment. You kind of hear some shuffling on the other side, and then you hear a, a muffled... Her voice come through. A, 
Yes, who is it? It's Kadam. I'm just checking in on you. The door opens up. Um, all right, uh, th- come on in. Uh, she kind of waves you inside. Did, I'm sorry, did she, did she call me darling? No, 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 she said, oh, come on in. Something to that Oh, effect. all right. Yes, hello, that, darling. That, that would have been no. unexpected, but all right. <laughs> no, she did not refer to you as darling. Um, she waves you in. Um, and, you, you know, it's, a, it's definitely the, probably the smallest room, one of the smallest rooms uh, here. Um, and it's just like a simple bed with a chest at the foot. And uh, she has, you can see she's wearing like civilian looking clothing, um, but it's definitely kind of a little bulky. Uh, and you can oh. hear a little bit of creaking underneath it. <clears throat> um, it looks like uh, she had just finished eating at a little table there. Uh, just finished eating lunch. Uh, Kadam, what can I help you with? Uh, it's good to see you. Uh, Thank you again for everything. Oh, you're welcome. I, I was going to lead with that particular question, actually. Um, I just wanted to see how you were doing. And uh, if you want some help with the dancing nymph, I'm, I'm happy to at the very least point it out to you. Um, uh, you know, no, I, I've, I've definitely found it. Um, I've excellent. Been, I've been keeping an eye on it uh, in the evenings when there's less people about. I don't really like going out while the sun is up with all the flaming fist patrols. Um, it's a bit easier now with these clothes, but still. Uh... There seems to be quite a lot of people there. I'm trying to figure out a strategy on how to get in. Uh, I was actually thinking maybe tomorrow, risking it and going in myself to... Well, I I could use a bath, honestly. Yeah, I mean, certainly you could just go in and take advantage of the services and and leave. I mean, you'd be able to see what... see at least the... the obvious interior and... Yes, I I figure I at least need that in order to figure out a strategy beyond that. Um, I've been trying to find other Hellriders, but I have not had any luck. Uh, They've all been detained. I actually, um, I saw quite a ghastly sight, um, this morning by the Basilisk Gate. Um, it looks like they had put one up on display. Maybe they acted up. I don't know. Do you have any idea what... Why? Like, I can understand being cautious and. Damn it, who's in charge of this flaming fist right now? I think that's the problem, is all the Raven God is missing. And I've been listening in on conversations, and pretty much everyone assumes that he is dead at this point. Um, the stories of El Torel are becoming far too numerous that it's becoming less and less of a rumor or a crazy tale that those 
Elturelians are say, talking about. Uh, I, I, I even heard someone mention that the, the Flaming Fist sent scouts that way, so I, I hope that the truth will be revealed shortly. But uh, in terms of the brutality at which the Flaming Fists are treating us, things have not been good the past few years between Baldur's Gate and El Torel. Um, no, I know that. That's... Well, uh, you, you have been in the presence of Old Aur Raven Guard, haven't you? I remember you saying something like that. Yes, I was... I was there in one of the initial meetings. I was merely off to the side. I, I was not participating. I was just standing guard. All right. Let's try something. And I am going to cast Sending to Duke Oldar Ravenguard. Okay. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Great. One Should I <laughs> roll percentile dice? Oh, yeah, because there's a chance it could fail? I think. Let me double check that. Um, yes. If that is true, then yes. If if he is where I, I Claire, think he is. Yes, roll percentile dice. Okay. I mean, I can, I can tell you this. He is not on this plane. Cool. Then I do. Let me just ring up the president. 91. Um, I, I forget, what does the spell say? Um, you can send messages across any distance and even to other planes of existence, but if the target is on a different plane than you, there is a 5% chance that, excuse me, message does not arrive. Got it. So with a 91, it will go through. Um, what do you say? Sir, are you alive? Do you know where you are? In your absence, who is supposed, supposed to be in charge of the Flaming Fist? Anyway, help? Oh, that's 25. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Rhea's looking at you wide-eyed and expectantly and as you're staring back, you hear coming through your head. I don't think he's doing well. Did it 
Did it work? Did it go through? I think... Um, I didn't get any words, that's for certain. What did you hear? Panting, uh, wind, um, kind of like what I imagine a ghost would sound like. I don't know. I do not know. Is that how that spell works? Are you able to speak with the dead? I I don't think so. No. But if he were undead, maybe? <sighs> well. Maybe people aren't wrong then. Um, let me, let me try someone else. Um, send into Valor. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll percentile die. 54. Uh, okay. It goes through. It connects. Valor. If you can speak... Please tell me where you are. I'm trying to figure out what happened to Elturel. Are you alright? Can I help? come through get on I uh, I can only describe this place as as what what it is I can only imagine that we're somewhere in the depths of hell I'm still on El Torel barely clinging to survival with others I don't know how you can help also yes when you scribe the previous one did sound like 25 words didn't it all the screaming and air and breathing <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you get. My mouth is dry. Did that one work? Did it go through? Yeah. Um There was a friend of mine. She says that she's in El Torel 
inhale. You know, there was a part of me that that didn't want to believe that. But I think there's been a part of me that's that, that knew. Yeah. I mean, based on what I saw, what else could it have been? I, I just don't understand that. We're Elturel, we're the holy city, we're the city of light. I... You and, uh, and various other people have been thinking that this was the work of the Dead Three? Yes, Do... and I'm afraid that maybe they're trying to do the same thing. Here, in Baldur's Gate. What if whatever it is that they were doing somehow enabled this? Enabled Elturel to be pulled... Pulled from this place into hell. Nathan, do I know... Would... So the Dead Three are gods. They are evil gods. Yeah. Do evil gods work with devils and vice versa? Or is there some distinction between devils and gods such that they are opposed uh, almost regardless of alignment? Uh, go ahead and make a religion check. It's decent. Um, 17. You're not, you're not certain. Uh, uh, there, there are definitely, there's the very like, I don't know, binary distinction of like upper and lower planes mm-hmm. and beings on the lower planes will work together at times. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, usually, you know, beings that have command of some realm are going to want to benefit that you know and not necessarily something else but you do know that devils are i mean they're they're right in scriptures and stuff they're known for being like deal makers and and such so maybe there's some kind of deal that was struck you know um between but you're not there's there's nothing that's coming to mind about um specifically uh, uh, lower plane aligned gods working with devils. There's no stories of that. There's no precedent set. Um, okay. But it's not. I don't know. It's not unheard of for beings of the lower planes to do minor things, right? Across barriers. But nothing yeah. like this. Nothing like this. No, this is big. Yeah. This is big, big. Um.
Brea, have you ever used Ascendant Stone? No. Um, I, I, I've seen some higher-ranking officers use them, but... Alright. Um, Do you have one? No, I don't. Oh. Um, I'm wondering... Oh, but I don't have the coin to buy one, that's for certain. Um... Oh, wait, I might. I might. I would like to get you a sending stone. Uh, oh, wait, but it wouldn't be useful because the other person wouldn't have them. I was thinking, no, never mind. Oh, God. All right. I mean, you know where to find me. Uh, I do. I, I, do. I may not be here for much longer if I can get something together to investigate the dancing nymph, but you can always come and check on me. Yeah. I will be doing that regularly now. Um, you are... are suddenly very important to all manner of people, I believe. Oh. Alright, well, I... As I said, I, I will be here, but I don't know for how much longer. I, I'm losing patience, and I'm just trying to find a way in. Once I yeah. find my first opportunity, I'm going to take it. That makes sense. Do be careful, though. You ain't helping anyone if you're dead. Yes, but I'm not helping anyone if I just sit here. And there's no one else. Alright, um... I'm, I'm sorry about your friend. I'm sorry about your city. Is there anything else? No, not really. Um, if I'll be checking in regularly. Uh, uh, if you find something, I might be able to sneak back in and come with you. Okay, I'll I'll, uh, I'll wait at least a day before I make my move. All right. <laughs> I just put both my hands on hers. We'll try and figure this out. Okay, thank you. And I will take my leave. Okay. Alright. Um, you head back out into the streets. Uh, it's a little bit later. What do you want to do? Uh, walk around in circles and scream. Um, <laughs> I think I will head back towards my, well, my parents' place in Stony Eyes. So, um, go back through the the sewers. Okay. 
you'll go through the this uh uh what was it the uh, I don't remember where we like. I yeah, think yeah. it was just like yeah. a, a street corner that we came up oh, from. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I just I was trying to remember the name of the stable. The Starry Pony. Starry Pony. That's right. Uh, so you go back through the sewers, um, find the hidden uh, doorway, um, and you. I think you kind of have to like wait there a bit as you're like gently like tapping on the stone trying to get somebody's attention until eventually somebody does come and open it with a weapon drawn they see you and they recognize who you are um they kind of immediately hold a hand out for coin i will hand over a gold okay and then they lead you through um and you end up on the other side and head to your parents okay so you're heading to uh God, it's been so long. Biro and and Jasper. Jasper's home. Yeah. Okay. Dad and Ada. Dad and or Ada. Ada and Dad. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Let me pull up my. Where did I put? Don't you love it when you take great notes for your campaign, but then you don't put things in places where they should be? (laughs) You've got great notes somewhere. They are somewhere. Somewhere in this, this mess. Oh dear. I was just looking for, um, you know what? I bet it's in here. Here we go. I bet. Aha! I found it. Excellent. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> um. So it yeah, would be. It, would it be? Go up and knock. It would be Jasper. Probably. Yeah, Jasper is. I don't uh, know how Ada would be doing work-wise at this point, but. Oh yeah. Well, no, I think Ada is definitely um, is definitely busy with work. Like they they are definitely um, still need porters to be going around and doing things. So oh, when I- you, when you um, when you arrive at your parents' house, um, you you do, you see what you would expect to see as you approach. You see Jasper is out front. Um, working on a um, piece of wood uh, with a, a, a carving knife and is currently making some toy um, as you approach with little bits of um, wood scraps at his feet. Uh, he looks up seeing you approach and uh, gives you a bright smile, his big, deep smile lines across his face kind of wrinkling outwards. Um, he stands up and, um, kind of, like, grunting as he does, and, uh... Dad! Ah, beer! Oh! Oh, Kadam! Come here! Yeah, he brings go you for in, a hug. Hugs you. Squeezes you tight with his big, big hands. Um, oh, it's been so long. It has. I'm sorry. 
Oh, no, you have nothing to apologize for. Uh, come on, come on in. Let's let's get some tea going. Come on. Um, and opens the door and leads you inside uh, to their cozy home and starts puts the kettle on, gets the tea going, and you have your uh, dad there before you as he kind of sets you settles you down at the kitchen table and he sits down with you. Mm-hmm. What, do um, I, what, do, what brings you by our place, huh? Well, I'm I'm home. And I want to let you know. Uh, oh, were you, were you gone? Remember? Yeah, uh, went down to. Oh God, way down south. Huh? Huh. The the mountains down south. I'm blanking on the name right now. My my goodness, Kadam, have you ever, have you ever even left Baldur's Gate? That's remarkable. Uh, I've I've left Baldur's Gate a couple times, but oh. not many. Oh, wow. I went uh, down to Candlekeep a couple, twice. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, Biro always said he would take me to go see the woods, but we never did. We never did. The woods. Oh sure. You know, go uh, go see. Uh, uh, what what if sharp teeth? You know, I just, he said it would be fine if I was with them, but oh, we never did it. Oh, um, yeah. Well, that's all right. I, I've always loved to hear. Interesting. How, how was it? Um, informative. Well, that's good. Yeah. Did you see uh, any, anything interesting down there? Meet any interesting folk? Oh, yeah, actually, there was a bartender. You would have liked him a real lot. Um, he was very kind and very grounded. <laughs> well, that's good to hear, yeah. Yeah, very kind man. That's good. Uh, but I-, I wanted to see how you were doing and how, how, how Ada is and how you're working with all of the upheaval that's been going on recently yeah uh it's been all right um i miss being able to take walks around uh, in the evening uh can't do that anymore uh ada doesn't want me out there uh, when it's dark out i i you know i understand it's, it's pretty bad these days. Uh, but, you know, uh, you know, so, th- things were looking pretty bright there for a bit. Uh, somebody did something real good for the neighborhood. I don't remember who that was. Uh, it was a, two people. They uh, stopped some nasty stuff just down the block. With, yeah. Um, those, uh, you know, can you believe it? Two, uh, two, two of the more, most closest butcher shops, closest to our place, and they just went out of business like that. Couldn't two of them. I'd heard about the one, but um. Yeah, Guthmere's, you know. Guthmere's also went. Well, yeah, I don't know. They shut the place down. I don't know what's going on with that family, but shut the whole thing down. And then, uh, what? Well, yeah, Hamhawks. Yeah, I knew about ham hocks. Yeah, yeah, apparently some real nasty stuff was going on there. Uh, 
the, the Patriarch was involved with the, these dead three fellas. Yeah. And then there were these two people that I don't remember who they were. But they stopped the whole thing. They, they uncovered uh, it. Just I heard about it. that. You did? Yeah. 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 Well, I heard it was affecting your neighborhood, too. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. And actually, speaking of which, it was one. It was your next door neighbor who was one of the people who was killed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh. Has anyone else moved in since then? Oh. I don't think so. No, it's just been. I think it's been empty. It's been empty. All yeah. right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I. You know, the other night there was a lot of banging and some flaming fists came in and they actually. Uh, kind of forced their way into our house and looked around, but um, they were looking for somebody. I don't know. Things are. It's all right. I, you know, I, I still, um, I still get to see the kids running around every once in a while. Not very often these days. But they yeah. come by. So. Um. Yeah. That's kind of, you know, and Bureau's still working. He's allowed beyond the wall. Uh, they That's get good to his, hear. Well, you know, there's always border work that needs to be done. <laughs> sure. Um. I do worry about him, though. I ha I have something for you. You and Dad. Oh. Adam. <laughs> All right. Uh, and I will pull out the bag of 50 gold that Box of Screws gave me. Okay. Um, do you like place the bag on the table? Or? Yeah. <laughs> All right. It sets on the table and uh, he kind of pulls it over and peels it open. Oh, <laughs> where'd you get, where'd you get where'd you get this? Well, I told you I've been traveling a fair bit and uh, have actually made a decent amount of coin off of it. I'd, I'd like you and Ada to have this. Things have been chancy lately, and I I don't want the two of you to have to worry too much. Kadam, where did you get this? I told you I earned it. Yeah, but how'd you earn it? Been doing some work down south. Ended up helping the people. I cannot remember the names of places. Um. Was it honest work? I think so. I do think we did a bit of good down there. Help put some people's minds to rest. Alright, um... This is mighty generous. Dad. Have you seen Cortea? Yeah, I have. How is she? Alright. Hanging in there. She's also dealing with all the flaming fist and people are scared about Elsoriel. Oh, I've been hearing the stories. Yeah. 
is she um is she still doing what she does I think so I sure would like to see her I'd like that too for you to see her some sense in the bureau. <laughs> he's They're too similar. He's the most stubborn goddamn man. You can say the same thing about Cortea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, she she was always that way. There were one there was one time that she just would not stop screaming. And uh, we, you know, we tried to calm her down. Uh, we just, you know, she was, we just put her in her room. Well, the one, one only other room that we have. And, and uh, your room, both your rooms. And, and we just, just closed the door and tried to let her get it out. And she just screamed and screamed and was hitting her feet against the door the whole time. <sighs> I guess she never really grew out of it. I haven't heard her scream in years at this point. Oh, well, I should hope not. You know, it was actually kind of frightening for such a little child to make those sounds. My word. But she was good. She cares. She does. And that's that's one of the strange things, I suppose, that I haven't given up yet, I guess. She cares and I care and we just keep bumping into each other about it. I haven't given up either. I know. I just, I just worry because I don't have as long as you all do. I'm just a little, you know, sometimes I feel like Vera hears me when I say that, but His sense of time is so different than mine. Yeah. Oh, dear. I chose him. It, it, you know, it, I, I knew what I was getting into, and and he did oh, too. Sure, I, I, I'm not. I'm certainly not blaming either of you. I, I know. I know. I thank you, Kadama. I'm so grateful that you see that. Yeah. I'll I'll talk to her again. Who? Cortea. Oh yeah, Cortea. How is she doing? She's hanging in there. Oh. But um. Uh, I do miss her. Yeah. 
Um, uh, I'll come by again in a couple days, I think. Uh, I want to see Ada as well. Oh, yeah, um, no, you should. Uh, he, he's been asking about you. He's been been upset every time, every time you come, you, that you seem to miss each other. Yeah, I need to come at night. <laughs> That's really what it is. Yeah, he's working every damn day. All right. Well, well, this should help, and I will put my hand on the the gold again. What? Um, keep keep it somewhere. Oh my word, Kadam, where where'd you get this? This is a, this is a gift from me to you and Ada. Uh, maybe maybe put it on your bed or something somewhere where it's relatively safe, but Ada can find it. And kind of as you conclude your time with with uh, Jasper, these lapses happen a few more times, but you know you. You were able to get through and obviously have this reunion with him. Um, he does take the coin, um, asks you a few more times about where it came from, and then he puts it in a safe but place. Dad will take the coin, and Adam won't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he takes it. There's a the reason puts, I didn't come at night this time. <laughs> he puts, puts it in a safe place. And um, yeah, was there anything else you wanted to uh, talk with him about? Uh, n- not with, not with him. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple of things that I don't necessarily feel the need to like role play out. Just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, I would like to go to uh the the refugee camp that's forming mm-hmm. on the far side of Duskcock Hill mm-hmm. and see if I can't find someone, someone's. Uh, to take Lovelace's apartment. Yeah, um, um, that is easy enough to do. Um, I think you end up working with um, Impsh and um, Olive. Do you remember the name of your partner? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Virgil. Virgil, thank you. Um, Impsh and Virgil. Um, you work with Impsh and Virgil. Um, and they, they, they have a family in mind, um, and you lead them to Lovelace's apartment, or sorry, not apartment, but the home, um, and you can totally let them in. Um, do you, like, just, like, let them in wholesale? Do you, like, do anything? I will probably collect any of Lovelace's belongings Mm -hmm. that are, like, that I w- I'm aware that she is fond of mm-hmm. um, and take them back to my place, but I'll probably leave the furniture. Okay. Although I don't know how much use centaur furniture would be to two leggers, but you know, yeah. Yeah. If the family wants it, like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're thrilled to have access to the space. Um, the faffle stamps, um, when you're getting them all settled in, they come over and introduce themselves and um, uh, they start immediately bringing food over to provide to them um, uh, and the puppy is just like running around being causing chaos with the kids uh, and the family's kids in turn continue that chaos um, you do uh, when this is happening though you are confronted by some guild enforcers 
and uh, they demand seeing that you are moving a new new tenants in and that Lovelace has not returned um, they demand Lovelace's rent mm-hmm. uh, and then they start immediately talking to the new tenants that are there um, so for Lovelace's rent I'm trying to remember where we left off with that um, what was rent normally it was like three gold a month something like that yeah yeah and they were now charging you six gold a month so um oh that was more than one month uh, for more than one month you mean when you got charged last yeah yeah because oh no well they're going to ask for i think it's probably been it might have been may have been two months so um they would ask for 12 gold I will give them 12 gold. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, so, uh, I get to see all of space while the audience doesn't. <laughs> oh, out. Um, okay, so um, they're satisfied with that. and okay. uh, But they do talk to the new people that have moved in. Um, I probably would have warned them beforehand that that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, um, they have just enough to to get by, um, and they're just thankful for the shelter and everything. Um, uh, similarly, actually, the place next to my parents, I would want to give that a thorough going over and see if uh, any more uh, Dead 3 activity I could find... And maybe like wait a few days and watch and check it at a but like same thing there ain't no point in having empty buildings standing around with people near need of homes okay so yeah we'll say that this is like over a period of um two days um you go through the place uh there's no like no checks required like you have all the time in the world and looking through here um, there's, it, it, it essentially looks like it was left when the person died here. Um, okay. so you'll have to clean up a bit. Um, and yeah, you can totally organize getting folks into that building, um, and get them settled in. Okay. So it's two buildings that are, uh, two domiciles that are occupied by refugees with your help. Um, anything else? Um, probably one, probably time for like one more thing. Yeah. Probably go back into the lower city. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and mark off a gold, um, to get through, unless you're going, unless you're going to try some way, other way of getting in. No. Okay. Um, you make it in. To the lower city um this is like day three uh and yeah. what are you doing on the other side of the walls in the lower city going to box of screws okay so what i do okay so uh you head back to the crack spine um walking through you see disa there she's still reading that that book that really big heavy book with the like ornate the mirror in the mirror Can I- yeah. Can I just throw up a quick detect magic? Sure. Um, it is magical. I 
spells. It is um, conjuration magic. Conjuration. Oh, all right. Um, and yeah, she she kind of waves you to the back. Um, there's no customers in right now, and you head downstairs and meet up with Box of Screws. What uh, what would you like to do with Box of Screws? What order do I want this? How would this go best for me? Um. First, I'm going to ask her if she has any uh, psychedelics that she would be willing to part with right now. Yes. Um, Oh, like, are you buying? I mean, she looks at you like... Yeah, I'm trying to buy drugs off my sister. Okay. Um, Yes. Uh, Oh, shit. What are you looking for in particular? Uh, the D&D equivalent of acid. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, the closest thing would probably be some very potent, uh, fungus, some very potent mushrooms that she can provide. Um, let me... Uh, let me, let me pull something up here. Um... Okay, so this will run you. I no, I, I have no idea what the price of acid would be, <laughs> uh, but I can I can kind of. Is acid expensive? <laughs> I don't know. bought acid before. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, so, okay. She, so yes, she can offer you something a little more standard like that. Um, yeah, I'm not looking for anything experimental or okay. terribly weird. Okay. Um, how does 10 gold sound? I don't know. Sure, for, for for one trip. Yeah, for a dose. Okay. <clears throat> She'll give it to you for five. Thanks. Marks it off in her book. Um. Okay. Anything, okay. Anything else that you're uh, getting from? Her? Yeah. So that was the first thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, second thing. How did the meeting go? <laughs> okay, so you, you're you're having this um, exchange uh, with her, and uh, after you pay, you ask her this just like point blank. Okay. Yep, straightforward. I'm sure she attends many meetings. She looks at you and goes, "Well, what meeting are you talking about? Get on." The one I'm that a very uh, busy woman. Oh, I recognize that. The one that uh, you weren't thrilled about Dalrum mentioning last time. Wasn't thrilled about it. What makes you say that? Oh, your body language. 
The way you turned away from him and then looked slightly askance at me. Yes, that meeting went quite well. Thank you. Good. No thanks to you and uh, Imch. So thank you for helping me expose Glitterbeard. I was, I was wondering. You got what you were looking for. I'm on the path, yes. Alright. Is there anything that uh, the Moneylenders crew should know? Mm. That's alright. I'll, uh... Not, not quite yet. Just a little more time. I see. I, I would right. also like to thank you, uh, and Lovelace, wherever she may be, uh, you know, for everything you did, um... Back in Vermillion. Vermillion. Right. That platinum has been a really wonderful asset for uh, all of us. So thank you. Uh, you know, now that you're uh, here, Kadam, and I know you wanted to keep, you, you offered to help me, correct? With this. With the Terillium specifically, yes. Right, with this Terillium issue that I have. Uh, Momfred has an acquaintance, a, a friend, who's uh, in town that is having some issues. Um, as you know, we have some new folk in town these days, and some of them are not welcome. Would you be willing to go with Manfred uh, to find his friend? I believe that uh, she could offer a lot uh, to our little operation here and figuring out how to utilize this terillium and make sure it's safe. An unwelcome friend has arrived in town. Well, unwelcome to the Flame Fist and to Baldurians, not to the Guild. Interesting. I don't know why I'm speaking so coyly. I think I'm just having fun. Uh, Monfren's friend is a Hellrider from El Torrell. I was wondering, alright? He, uh, he got word that she's, she's holed up in the, uh, Hall of Wonders up there in the upper city at the Temple of Gond. Oh? And, um, well, I love Manfred, but I, you tend to have a better way with words and with people. If you could just go with him. Yeah. Um, bring her here? Ideally, yeah. So if you could help him, make sure that she gets here safely, and, uh, and then we'll have a conversation with her. You can you can tell her um, to you know put a little uh, to entice her. Um, really quick before I say this, um, you told Box of Screws about dancing nymph, or no? No, I have purposefully not told her anything about Rhea. Gotcha.
Okay, yeah. Um, uh, I know what it was that I was going to say. Uh, if she doesn't want to come and meet, just mention that, um, that we know, uh, about the Squire Crystal. The Squire Crystal. Squire Crystal. That's right. I see. Does she know that she's going to be picked up, and if so, by whom? Uh, no, she doesn't. Uh, we, we only recently learned that she's actually in town. We thought maybe she had been... Whatever happened to El Terrell, uh, disintegrated or something, I don't know. Sure. Just got word back from uh, some of my contacts that the Flaming Fist Scouts have returned. City is not there, it is true. I think uh, Lady Vanthamper is going to be making some kind of announcement later today. Uh, I'd like to hear that. It'll be interesting to, to listen. Uh, I guess since you're on this side of the walls um, and you're heading up that way, I think she's making uh, making the announcement there at, at Baldur's Gate. So, uh, all sure right, I'm sure there'll be quite a crowd. Well, thank you for telling me about that. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, anyways, head on up there. Um, once you get into the temple with Monfred, uh, Monfred will kind of know what to do. But you are looking for somebody named. Uh, I think he said that. Yeah, Cal. Cal is what, what he calls her. Cal, all right. They seem to be seem to be friends. He he kinda gets he kinda gets weird when he talks about her. Um, I, I he gets I mean he's always kind of, you know, uncomfortable, but there's something like extra I can just tell he gets like kind of uncomfortable. Alright. But you know. Kinda why I want right. you to go with him as well. No, I I can go. I can, I can be charming. Good. All right. Uh, anything else I can do for you today? I believe. No. Uh. Yeah. Well. I I talked with Dad again recently just to check in, and I I, I gave. The two of them, the money that you gave me. Um, How did Bureau take it? He weren't there. Of course, all right. It might have been on purpose. It might not have been. Uh, Dad took the money, though. Dad took it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, he does want to see you. He told me repeatedly. I know... I know I don't do this very often, but Cortea, maybe this is... Maybe this is a situation where it's easier to ask for forgiveness rather than permission. Would you be willing to go see Dad? Whether Ada knows or not. Is it possible to have him over to your place without Bureau? Yeah. Yeah, I could do that. 
in the evening. Yeah. Thanks a whole lot, Cortea. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. I'll, let me let I'll me go get, out there. Let me go get Mumford, and y'all y'all should head up there. Uh, I want to get this show on the road. She goes and gets Mumford, and uh, the two of you start walking through the city streets up towards the upper city. Um. He uh, actually takes you over to to Heapgate, um, says a couple words to the guards, and um, they step aside, and you see him place some coin in their hands, and you head on in. Um, heading over to the uh, sorry, the High House of Wonders, not the Hall of Wonders. The Hall of Wonders is the public-facing like museum. But you head to the High House of Wonders, this massive complex um, with that big, uh, incredible clock on the front of it um, with the symbol of Gond just below it, which is just a gigantic cog um, that is... Uh, actually, it's it's like set into the clock. It's part of the clock itself, and it is constantly moving with it as the whole thing operates. Um, and there are just these huge doors leading in, but there are... Uh, multiple watch members standing guard, um, and you see priests walking in, being um, uh, just like going up to the guards, and then they show them a quick, you know, a quick sign, um, like uh, a symbol uh, and an identification, and then they let them in. Um, Manfred uh, walks up there and approaching these watch guards, um, he just uh, he shows his holy symbol of God. Um, kind of nods and they, they seem to recognize him. They look at you and he just goes, um, there with me. Uh, and just kind of palms some coin into their hands. They give a nod and you both head on inside. Um, stepping in, it's just these, this massive open hall with huge vaulted ceilings, all of it made of, um, it actually looks to be, whether it's like pure uh, brass or just plated, but it is all like metallic inside here. Um, and you just hear the echoing of footsteps and people murmuring in this massive space. And this isn't really a quiet church. There is in each little like alcove, like um, chapel, I guess, it's a workshop, like a full workshop dedicated to different crafts, and there are just people working. And these workshops are not, like, big and open. There, there It is, like, what looks to be a big, open kind of chapel area, but they're, like, they've maximized efficiency, and it'll be, like, multi-leveled workshops within one mm. of these arched chapels, and you see little ladders going up off to the side, and it is just loud in here and warm, and despite all these priests, there's just like a flurry of activity in here. Um, Manfred asks around for Cal, and 
Um, you notice a lot of the priests just kind of immediately are like, they kind of like tense up and look really worried and they kind of murmur to him and then point um, and you're eventually led to um, what looks to be like a, a, I don't know, almost like a high priest, like a high ranking priest of this um, area uh, and this um, uh, this this woman um uh, she's um, sh- she's she's very squat and round and and has um, just like uh, has has what looks to be a, a chain for a pocket watch in one of her um, pockets and is wearing a vest that's like beautifully embroidered and kind of has a sheen to it um, and as he's speaking to her she just uh, briefly like has a quick tense, quiet conversation and then briskly starts leading you both towards the very back of the temple and then down a set of stairs leading into this like underground complex and you start going through all these just almost like maze like network of hallways with smaller little workshops underground here um, until after probably a few minutes of just walking in this dense maze um, eventually coming to a big heavy metal door um, leading into some room and she just gives a really brisk rasp of her knuckles on this door and uh, Calliope you hear this on the other side uh, a brisk like um, as she calls in Calliope nobody's home (sighs) no it's okay Manfred's here to see you with a friend. I... I don't know, Manfred. Go away. Oh, Calliope, please. Um, and she brings out a set of keys and starts to unlock the door. I'm coming in. Please be decent. And... and I'm not decent. Don't come in. Okay, fine. You have uh, a minute. Um, Manfred, I'm so... It's, it's all right. Um, hello, Calliope. It's me, Manfred. I'm here to see you. You start hearing, like, a hammering, like, it sounds like somebody's just, like, chiseling away at a wall or something in there. Uh, Manfred! Wait! Manfred! Yes? Uh, And the door just swings open, and you see this small person. Uh, They're, like, probably just a little bit over four feet um, in these, like, very ornate saffron robes, uh, this blue skin, like, gray hair. She is an old crone. Uh, she has kind of like mottled, like bluish skin. Uh, she's like, Manfred! Manfred! Hello, Calliope. What are you doing here? I'm here to see you. Um, I, I have something I would like to speak with you about, and I've brought a friend with me. This is my associate, Kadam. Ah. Are you with the Flaming Fist? Uh, no. No, neither of us are. You have to tell me if you're with the Flaming Fist. All right, I, I will tell you if I'm with the flaming fist. All right, come in, come in, come in, come in, come in. Uh, and this uh, a priest, um, she she like bows to both of you. Uh, good luck. And then she just like starts going down the hall as the door closes behind you. Um, what does your room look like? Uh, I think this is um, has been kind of like it was a storage room, but like uh, Calliope has demanded and cajoled uh, the 
proper accoutrement um, for living in hiding. Um, and so it's just like a whole bunch of storage crates all like packed up in one corner and then just like a cot that has been just like stuffed with like as many pillows as she can like get her like could have gotten her hands on. Um, the floor is like what looks at first glance to be a mess of just like these like cogs and like pieces of gears and stuff. Um, but like as you kind of like go to like step in, she's like, no, 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 no. Go, go around. Don't mess up my system. And like, you can see that it's actually like laid out um, kind of like methodically, but it's just like still a big mess. Well, Manfred, you've got a lot of nerve. Hello, Clivey. Um, I, I, it's good to see you too. Um, yeah, it's good to see you too. Come here, come here. <laughs> um, and she like, just kind of like rams into like, it's like a pinball, just like bumping into you and then be like, ah, and who's this? Who's this handsome uh, young fellow? Uh, yes. uh, my, my name is Kidom. Uh, very nice to meet you, Calliope. Calliope, yes, that's my name. Uh, we've, um, we've been sent to see how you're doing and maybe see if you, we can't find you some more comfortable quarters. Ah, uh, Yes. You would have thought, like, it's biggest, biggest temple of God in the world. You got, you got one of the biggest cities in the world. And what, what do they put me in? They put me in the storage room. I mean, come on, don't they have, like, like, where's the secret compartments, the secret tunnels going into, like, a palace underneath the complex? Come on, like, any self-respecting uh, high temple would have one of these. Anyway, yes, yes, yes. Uh, where are you bringing me? Yes. Uh, yes, um, we, we might have some work for you. Um, uh, my, my boss, uh, would like to speak with you about it, um, if you'd be interested. And, uh, yes, we could absolutely, uh, provide, uh, accommodations. Um, lots of people want work. There's lots of work to do. Don't you see? The world's on fire. Everything's turned upside down. Indeed, um, this is uh, why we thought it might be um, uh, 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 favorable to you. <clears throat> you gotta give me more details. I'm I'm not leaving. Like, who's your boss? I'm not gonna go like sell fish or whatever to like refugees. What you got for me? Uh, it 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 um it it involves some some research. Uh, that uh, we cannot speak of here, but if, if we take you to see uh, um, my boss... Um, yes. The work is for the guild. Have you heard of the guild here in Baldur's Gate? Nah, they're the muscly types, right? Underlord? Underworld? Nefarious. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, I've uh, cracked a couple of their heads when they come poking around Elturel. Interesting. All right. So you would be working for the guild, or at least one particular part of it. Uh, this particular project, I think, has the potential to do some good in the world. Yes, uh, definitely, definitely. Both of y'all are being awful vague about this. Do, do you remember I said I was working on something um, very interesting that um, it... Uh, it, 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 it might have something to do with um, the inherent energies within the planet. 
Uh, it's all mumbo jumbo, mumbo jumbo. And energies in the flat. Listen to yourself. Well, it, 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 I, I, I explained it to you. I, I told you about the theory behind it and, and the books I had been reading, and, and I, um, it, it has to do with that. Is this not interesting? Do you got proof? I, I want. I want to see something. We have something uh, physical that can be examined and tested. What yes. is it? A rock? I cannot say here. I, in fact, I've already said more than I should be. This would be a much better conversation to be having with um, with my boss. With, with our yeah, boss. you know, if I waltz out of here, like those uh, those muscle heads out there are just gonna try to scoop me up. Well, um, we might be able to help with that. Uh, we have our ways. How long uh, would it take to get from the High House of Wonder to? Uh, to the cracked spine. To the cracked spine. Um, probably uh, like fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I have an idea that might get they would get you through the gate at least. That's all we need, really. Once we get into the, the lower city, I, I, I can handle any kind of patrols. I We have a phase. Y'all yeah, are being vague. I love it. Let's go. Oh, good. Uh, Kedam, so you have a, a way to get us through the gates? I, I have a, I have my own ways, of course. We, we can we can do that as well. Well, not you and me, Manfred, but uh, Calliope here. Excellent. Um, all right, you're gonna have to help me carry my stuff. Oh, um, that's uh, exactly what like, I can do. She sits down and just like starts like taking things piece by piece and putting them like in order in this like a uh, it's like a flip book or kind of where it's like um you put things in then like you close the next page and it has like a little indent and then like she starts like fitting things in there and just like working like very fast, um, but still taking a while. While she's working, I look over yeah. at Manfred. It's part of the process. Just, it's fine. Uh, go, go get that heavy one. Bring it over here. Bring it over here. Yeah, um, get down if you don't mind. You're a bit closer. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what Manfred's strength is, but mine is not anything worth writing home about. So <laughs> he's actually pretty. We can <laughs> haul it. Okay. Yeah. They, uh, Manfred is is helping as well and starts like picking things up, handing it to Calliope. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't want to see. I just wanted to see how uh, strong you were. I, I, I like seeing people lift things. She does this. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think I'm ready. Okay. Uh, and got this kind of like... being flirted with? <laughs> Wait, do you ask mom for that? Yes. Oh, um, he goes, he goes, I, I have no idea. She scares me. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so, um, so you get all your stuff together, Calliope. Um, yeah, yeah, yep. And I think like it kind of like condenses into this like kind of like messenger bag size, like metal, like kind of briefcase almost. Um, and she like just straps it over shoulder. It's like, uh, I'm so old. This is so heavy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go slow. Sorry. Do you want what? 
I, I can carry it. No, it's mine. State secrets, you know, you know. Yes, of very hush hush. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Let's let's go. Let's please. Let's go. wait. Oh, oh, uh, my idea. My aching bones. Clappy, if you wouldn't mind climbing in here, and I open my bag of holding. Mm, that's gonna be a problem, my friend. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I I hear the astral planes are uh, quite nice this year, and I don't want to go see it. Oh, I'm sorry, what? The astral plane! Uh, it um, when two uh, pocket dimensions are put into each other, it, it's really bad. <laughs> yes. Um, and he gestures to the big steel, like, suitcase, or a uh, uh, briefcase thing that um, Calliope has. Uh, that has some pocket, uh, am I correct, Calliope? This is, you are using some pocket yeah, 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 yeah. This one's not too bright, are they? Anyways, um, it would it would be really bad. It's fine, Kadam. I have I have a way. We can just head over to the wide, and we will speak with um, the kingpin there, and uh, they'll get us under the wall. It's fine. Thank you, though. It is trust me. It would be very bad. All right. Also, you should know that. Um, don't ever put another bag of holding inside another bag of holding or something like a bag of holding inside. Just don't do it. They're selling those to anybody these days. What chuckleheads? What? Kadam just didn't know, you know? It's just... It's, and who, it's who gave Kadam this bag of holding without giving them the instruction manual? Safety first. Safety first. That's, that's fair. That's, that's how you get as far as you do without blowing yourself up. What? You see, I don't have no eye patches. I'm not missing any fingers. That's because safety first. Where did you get that bag of holding? I think from Sorcerer's Sundries? No, I didn't. It was from Vermillion. <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember that. You know, um, Clypey, that's on me. I did not uh, tell them. Um, all right, let's go. We've been wasting enough time. Um, so he uh, he leads you um, to, and I think I think on the way out, like Calliope's like, "Hey, I'm going." <laughs> Everybody like looks up from their work and then just kind of waves and then goes back <laughs> down to their work. Um, as as you are uh, going out, keep the bed warm for me. I might be back. These. <laughs> These folks are chuckleheads. They don't know what they're talking about. Um, All right. As you're leaving, uh, Kadam, that, don't touch any of my things. That, that that head priest grabs your hands and goes, "Thank you very much." <laughs> she she's brilliant, but she's a lot. So thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Bye now. I feel like I don't know what I'm getting into. <laughs> Say to her, "Is so just like back off." <laughs> Um, Manfred takes you all, um, to the wide. Um, he kind of goes around this, this, uh, the market is still operating. It's not nearly as busy when, when you first came here, Kadam. There's like actually quite a lot of open spaces. Um, but he goes around talking to people and eventually, um, he, uh, you, you get led to like a back alley and you are, um, a, a basement door is opened in a building and you are led downstairs and then through another secret door and led into this 
place known uh, as... The damp is bad for me. We're going underground. All our bones. It's fine. This will get us there safe. You didn't want to encounter any flaming fists. Just we need to go speak with... Um, That's where I'm coming to. Going underground. Just to get across the city. If you do, do you want to encounter the flaming fist? No. Good. Just, have you ever considered some kind of like transport system? Like you put like mining carts down here, then just like shoop 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 and under how, the city. How do you suggest, Calliope, that we do that without the flaming fist knowing? That is a you surely know that is a big uh, it, 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 public works project that would involve many people. Oh yeah, let's do that then. Anyways. I, I've been telling, I've been telling the folks, those knobbed knobs back at El Terrell, that's the way. That's the way we should get moving around. Like, Digital cars this... under the ground like a mine shaft. Yeah. Okay, I mean... Then could... you wouldn't have to have roads above. It would just be wherever you go. You could pop up in trapdoors. Anywhere. It's not a bad idea. Anyways, if you're getting sidetracked. And um, he leads you into this warren of... Um, underground tunnels that eventually opens up into a larger space, really low ceilings, and it is another full market um, with all sorts of bits and bobs and strange things, and um, as you're walking through Kadam, you you see one stall that looks like selling some of the mushrooms that um, Box of Spruce gave to you. Um, you were eventually led to- Wait, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. They've got something cool. I, I need to see this. I need to see this. Um, and just like going over to like a bits and bobs thing and just like starts like scrabbling through them. Um, yeah, you start going through and immediately this like goblin pops up from behind and it's just like, oh, well, 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 what, 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 what you do? Don't be putting your mitts on everything here. This, what are you looking for? These are not mitts. These are delicate you, instruments. What do you do accommodating? Just put your hand on everything yeah, without yeah. even asking. How else am I going to see what's good? Well, I yeah, and I gotta get past all this junk in front. Yes, well, you gotta ask me first. You said, what are you looking for? <sighs> We're going. <laughs> Obviously, waste of time. Um, you were eventually led to um, a an area that kind of opens up into a smaller room, and uh, um, Manfred, you see, is speaking with a gentleman that's um, sitting in this, like, uh, like green velvet chair in this this kind of like nice lounge area and it's like filled with smoke and there's other people around um he has a brief little conversation the gentleman nods um and gives Manfred something and then Manfred returns and a moment later and he goes all right it's really good to go and we have this little pass and then he starts wandering and leading you through this warren once more and he has a little um like a little pass that he shows to a pair of um, thieves guild members or guild members rather um, when he gets to a junction that looks like it's leading you don't really have a good sense of where you're going but you kind of get to what looks to be another dead end um, shows the pass and these individuals open up another hidden chamber that leads down further and you pop out in the sewers. See, um, this is what I'm talking about. The High Temple didn't have any sort of catacombs like this. I, I, well, I, you know, it's um, it might. They just might not know about it. <laughs> ah, they wouldn't. They would have told me, right? They would have told me. Well, I'm just saying, Save might not know about it. Trust me, it's, there's some things under the city that you don't know about, Calliope. Ah, that's delightful. You, you should show me sometime. Manfred. <laughs> Uh, yes, we, yes, cut off. Uh, 
am I allowed to know the name of that market and the name of that gentleman, or is that? Uh, yes, that that was the uh, the underseller, and um, that gentleman there was uh, Mr. Ribbons. Mr. Ribbons. Right. I had a cat named Mr. Ribbons once. What's the sense of market? People don't know about it. I can have no foot traffic. People in the know, know about it. Uh, trust me. I mean, lots of people know about it. Um, it's, just, it's just a bit exclusive. Um, what of advice? Ooh, could I hear that? Oh, my goodness. Um, How were you invited? Word of advice, uh, Kadam, don't, don't tell Mr. Ribbons that to his face. Um, he has that name for a very different reason. Oh, dear. Anyway. All right. Let's, uh, let's go this way. Um, and <sighs> leads you down some sewer systems until eventually you come to a familiar, um, a familiar junction that you recognize, Kadam, because you were led here once before by Cortea. Um, and Manfred fiddles with the wall and reveals once more another hidden door that opens to the side. Um, and you step into the lower basement of the cracked spine. Um, Manfred leads you both uh, back into the ready room where um, Cortea is sitting there smoking her pipe. Um, as you come in, Calliope with Manfred and Kadam. And Cortea kind of leaning back sees you all come in. She stands up, uh, puts the pipe in her mouth and approaches you, Calliope, and outstretches a hand. Oh, you must be Cal. And you're a head honcho if I've ever seen one. That's right. Uh, well, we're very, very uh, pleased to see you here. Uh, please have a seat. I'll, I'll get us some, some food and drink here. Um, I think Calliope moves to go around to sit in Box of Screws' seat and just like kind of turns it around. It's like, ah, this is the most comfortable one. I... I think I see what she's doing and just yeah. like grab the back of her, 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 like grab her shoulder or something. What do you do? Not so much to like restrain, but just like hold on. Glances oh. up for more clarification. Yes. Um, how about this one? And I will gesture to the, the seat at the right hand of wherever Box and Screws was sitting. <sighs> These old bones get confused sometimes. Of course, of course. <laughs> all right, you all get settled in. She brings some food out and some some uh, drinks. Um, and as you all sit down, um, she leans towards you, Calliope. Well, thank you for joining us, as I said. Uh, we are willing to provide for you, as you see here, and we can give you a nice place to stay. Um, in exchange, I was hoping that you could do some work for us. We know that you are in a bit of a tat situation with the Flame and Fist, you and your companions, uh, the other Hell Riders. Uh, we are working on something very interesting. Um, Manfred's crackpot theories, from what I heard, but you found something? Well, uh, yes, um, we did. <laughs> We uh, have tapped some sort of substance that comes out of our world. And both Monfred and I, mainly Monfred, who did most of the research, uh, we believe that this substance, it's a bit of a, a 
sap, if you will, um, pulled directly from our world. And we believe that it has the ability to extend one's life and even cure one of ailments and diseases. Uh, my other associate here, Kadam, who's been helping us with it, is a little wary of what it might do to individuals that consume it, and we're trying to understand it better. Now, we're aware that you're a brilliant, brilliant artificer, and uh, we're also aware that you have had uh, revelations about the companion maybe worked some with it. We suspect that this substance uh, known as terillium may have some vague connection to the companion. We're not entirely certain, but we wanted to bring your expertise in on this, see what you could find, and help Manfred in his shop. You'll get to work with Manfred every... Oh, was it every... Yes, you'll get to work with Manfred every day. And, uh... You don't need a Sweden to deal like that already. Come on. Oh, um... Oh, you have brought in the right person. I... Wonderful. Want to see this. Wonderful. Um, we would love to show you. We're, we're, we're gonna need some kind of collateral you do understand what we're working on here is incredibly sensitive material. And there it is. That's the one. Once once in El Terrell, we had this traveling traveling merchant came and he's, he had an elixir. He had an elixir. And he said, this will extend your life. This will cure what ails you. And it can be yours. It's for a low price of 500 gold pieces. Um, like, who wouldn't turn down eternal life for that? Uh, and cool. here we go. I'm not, yeah. I'm not asking for you to, to pay anything in gold. We just need... Uh, you're some... not one who deals in gold. You got enough. You well, know what's actually important. Knowledge. Of course, but we need some way to guarantee you're not going to be going around spilling the beans on this. Yeah. Word of a scientist. How about that? Well, you know, I just have a hard time believing you when I've heard so much about this squire crystal and it would be a real oh, shame oh hey 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 how do you know about that I'm just saying it would be a real shame if state secrets of Elturel were to find their way to the ears of uh, Flaming Fist you okay okay me? you've you've heard you've heard whispers Ru Hold up. Turns to Manfred. He's just sitting there. <laughs> My friend! What? I, it's nothing. You've been spying on me! I've been doing no such thing. I just... I you, I have been pumped for information. This is subterfuge. You, you was just speaking to me. This is espionage. We was just having conversation and drinks, and you tend to like to talk to me, and you've said many things. I never once tried to get you to say things. Nah. Nah. Bah. Then you scurry off and tell, uh, these... What'd you say your name was? 
box Miss of Boss Lady, box of screws. I like boxes of screws. I got a box of screws back home. Well, I guess not back home right now. Anyway, anyway, Manfred, you have hidden depths. I, I remember this. Okay, Calliope, please. Uh, I hope you do understand what's at stake here if you go around telling people. Yeah, I understand. Good. Then we can work together. So, uh, why don't I show you to your new workspace? Is it damp? I didn't do well with the damp. Well, you know, it's a Baldur's Gate is damp in general. It's a little mm. difficult to avoid. I'm sure we can work something out. We'll, we'll set some furnaces. Very well. Uh, right this way. And she leads you all back to the the workshop, the hidden workshop behind the shelf. Um, yeah, at this point, though, what do you, uh, what do either of you do as, as uh, Box of Screws leads you back there, Clive, and you see this workshop with all these alchemical devices, and Monfred leads you over to a table and starts, like, explaining to you what's going on, and there's all these books, and Kadam, you do see the one tome that you recently retrieved is out, and um, there's many notes next to it. Um, but, yeah, Kadam, did you look like you wanted to say something? Yeah, question about the layout of the workshop. Are there rooms off of the workshop, or is this a dead end? Good question. Um, oh, do I have the map? Oops. I don't know if I have the map on here. Uh, I'm mostly I'm... asking because mm-hmm. Monfred was uh, uh, undisguised down here. Right, right. Um, you do see, um, as they go back there and, and start, um, working together, Calliope and Monfred, um, then Monfred lets the disguise drop. And Calliope, you don't, you don't have any reaction, right? No, nah. It's like, ah, finally got your long arms. Go reach that one up for me. <laughs> um, but what did, uh, was there something you were looking for in particular, um, Kadam? Just if there are rooms off, got it. Like does, uh, does no? Uh, actually, does it is. It is a Monfred. Yeah, it's a dead okay. Yeah. So Monfred I does don't... not like have a room off of this or something. No, 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 no. I think okay. Calliope will. Well, actually, make a perception oh. check for me. Sorry, go ahead. Kadam, make a perception check for me, and then and then we'll see what Calliope. Uh, fourteen. Yeah, it's a dead end. Um, so I think as Kadam like goes and like is poking around, Calliope like kind of appears behind them. It's like, I didn't catch your name. Kidom. Kidom, right, 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 right. I did catch that name. Just had it tucked away. You know, old minds. You seem honest. How'd you get down here? Um, box of screws is persuasive. Hmm. She got something on you too? Sure. All right. I am genuinely interested in what's going on here. 
and I kind of gesture around the workshop. I think there is potential here. I have seen no proof. Me neither. We'll That's see. That's the thing with these these elixirs of life. Am I getting myself into the bad sort of trouble being down here? Quite possibly. Mm. Um, it's... This is the only th- thing that I can really point to that is, as far as I can tell at least, not harming anyone. The only thing, like, this place, this organization, this project? Um... It's complicated. I mean, no one's perfect, right? Any organization like a true person. Flaws. That sounds to me like some justifications. Well, I mean, yeah, wrong. sure, no one's perfect, but you don't got to say it all the time. Unless you're trying to cover up something that's real bad. Box of screws. <sighs> is she still in the room? Like, um, <laughs> I'm not particularly trying to be quiet. <laughs> like, um, kind of off in the corner, but like, yeah, um, yeah, it's their home turf. I think I'm trying to think how. So she would have led you in there. I, you know, I think probably the way this went down is that she probably got you set up, and then like basically said like, okay, like have fun kind of thing, and then left left the room. So she's not in the room right now. It's just Mom Fred in the corner right now who was like in the middle of explaining something to Clypey and then Clypey wandered off and you see Mom Fred just kind of like, okay. <laughs> just like, that was the focus. Like he's used to her just like, you know, um, getting distracted. So. I think, boop, oops, I spilled something. Better clean that up. <laughs> I'll be off. So yes, you guys are, You. it's just you and Mom Fred. Okay. I think that Box of Screws is ambitious and clever and and is willing to do a lot for a lot I believe that she believes that she is honorable she can be manipulative. She doesn't waste any time getting her hooks into me. Sending out those little little blackmails. She collects people. And frankly, I've met a few of them and they're all very interested. I look forward to meeting them as well. If I'm the sort of person that she collects. People who have interesting and unique skills. All right. And a glance back over toward Manfred. Manfred loves her. 
and is loyal to her in ways that I have not seen many other people exhibit towards anyone or anything in their lives. I think... I think Manfred is as good a man as he can be while loving her. I didn't realize I was a homewrecker. <laughs> Alright, thanks, Kidam. Yeah. Put a put. But amazing. Well, um, we're we're just we're at time, definitely. Um, so with that, uh, Kadam, is there any last things you kind of want to like say to wrap up this this stream? Because this this might be your last. This might be my last. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if this is my last stream, I'm happy to say right now, like. I think Kadam is interested in continuing to work on Terillium stuff mm-hmm. and gather as much information about why on earth Elturel's in hell. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything that can be done about that, mm-hmm. it's probably just going to be like over the course of days, like trying to do Guard again, sendings towards Candlekeep. For information about that, like catching up with Raya if she found anything about dancing nymph, that kind of thing. Got it. Um, I think the way I want to end this is, uh, shoot, I was gonna do this a different way, but we'll say that, um, We'll say this, Kadam, as you are leaving um, the crack spine, um, you see there's a lot of people moving past you. Um, and you hear, you kind of pick up a couple of conversations here and there of um, people are talking about heading towards Baldur's Gate to hear Vantham Purr. Yeah, I mean, I would go and listen to that if I can. Um, as you follow the crowd and you end up on uh, what is the main road leading from the primary harbor up to Baldur's Gate, and it is a very steep road that goes up um, with all of the most popular businesses along it. Um, and there is kind of a, a bigger opening rate, um, like almost like a square at the front of Baldur's Gate leading into the upper city, and that's where everybody's starting to gather. Um, and up on the ramparts, you uh, see there's multiple flaming, uh, flaming, or sorry, not flaming fists, uh, watch guards up there, and a lone figure in the middle of them who is wearing a very dark um, uh dress, um, like thick dress, uh, um, yeah, like a, what is, what is she wearing, actually? Hold on. There we go. Yeah. She's uh, wearing this this dark dress with a, a nice um, uh, coat on with kind of broad shoulders. She has what looks to be uh, purple like ruffles kind of leading up, multiple um, very tight around her thick neck, 
uh, pearl necklaces with like a brooch. Um, and she has really thick arms that are like very wide at the forearms. And she's standing there at the top, arms crossed, just watching as the crowd is gathering. Her hair done up um, uh, in an, into kind of a bun at the back with what looked to be like pearl earrings. And this is an older woman with very like sharp features just looking all over this crowd. Um, to the left and right of her, you see two other individuals. Um, one looks to be uh, an older man with kind of drooping jowls who's just kind of vacantly watching over the crowd wearing um, uh, kind of orange and red finery. Uh, and then to her other side, there is a, uh, a, a kind of tall, lankier woman um, whose one side of her face is, um, is slack and... Um, kind of unmoving, um, but she's standing there just peacefully watching over everything as well, and also wearing, like, um, similar to Vantham Purr, like a very dark, dark green dress with, like, little bits of purple, dark purple throughout it. Um, and as everyone is gathering, you see that um, there's a large group of flaming fists at the bottom keeping guard of the gate, um, as well as the, that captain, um, what was her name? Uh, Xander? Xander? Zaj? Uh, Flame Zaj? Yeah, Flame Zaj. Um, Flame Zaj standing at the front there, and there is what looks to be another Flaming Fist individual, um, oh god, what is the rank above Flame? Um, Flames. Blaze? Is it really Blaze? Is I don't it? think it's Blaze. I think there's one above that, uh, one there, and then Blaze. Anyways. Okay, sorry. Uh, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. I'm just giving you names. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but there's one other Flaming Fist um, who's standing there, um, not, like, has very, uh, doesn't have any armor on, is wearing, like, robes. Um, and they're this, like, older man, a bit more hunched over, uh, and there appears to be a small creature resting on his shoulder with little wings that looks to be probably made of clay. You recognize this creature. It looks like a little homunculus just sitting there on his shoulder, kind of like surveying the crowd. The same one that I saw surveying the lines going in and out on yes. the bridge? Same okay. Um, cool. So, that's amazing that you've picked up on that detail. Um, <laughs> So, as you approach, uh, the crowd settles as Lady Vantham Purr holds her hands up and lowers them and looks over the crowd and everything becomes quiet. As you all know, there have been rumors that Elturel has fallen. I'm afraid that it's true. Nothing is left but a hole in the ground. And there's murmurs that go throughout the crowd and gasps and people kind of freaking out. Lord Old Raven God is gone. I will be assuming command in his absence. We will be holding an election with all the Patriarchs to determine who will be the new Grand Duke. 
But for now, I will be taking on the responsibilities. And due to the dire state that we are in now, I am going to be enacting some things that may seem radical to some. I have granted our arcane master here and gestures down towards the flaming fist gentleman in the robes who just kind of looks up and nods. Authorization to utilize some magics that are often frowned upon. But please understand me. Though all of you tremble at the thought of a necromancer in our midst, do realize that necromancy is merely a tool. Necromancy is something that we've all been exposed to. Necromancy is the very magic that is used to seal wounds and preserve life. There's some gas throughout the crowd. You don't believe me? It's true, you can ask any cleric in any of the faiths here, and they will tell you. Look, a demonstration for you all. Um, and this older gentleman kind of nods and turns to a young soldier next to him and just goes and stabs him in the gut with a, a dagger. And the soldier just kind of tensing and he pulls it out and then gestures to what looks to be um, a flaming fist with like a holy symbol of um, torm uh, dangling from their neck. And they approach and gently lay their hand on the cast cure wounds um, as they pull the shirt up or the, the, the chain mail and the not chain mail because this, this was part of the demonstration but they pull the tunic up to see the gushing wound he places a hand on it and you watch as it seals shut and the crowd kind of gasps and, and kind of claps now we are stretched thin there is an incursion of gnolls and all of our soldiers are out fighting bravely. There are cultists running rampant in the streets and we need help. So my dear friend here will be providing that for us. Please show them. And he takes a bag at his side and dumps out some ash and a skull that just rolls onto the ground. Then he gets down, begins to chant, and do some somatic motions with his hands, and you watch as the ash starts to swirl. And you watch as light starts to flicker in the eyes of the skull as it... As it kind of shoots up, flames wreathing around its head. I'm, I'm going to cast Detect Magic. Okay. Go ahead. And make sure that I am within 30 feet. Um, yeah, there is very strong necromantic magic occurring right now where this gentleman is casting this. 
and you see as the skull comes to float there before this gentleman wreathed in flame and everybody kind of gasping and looking frightened and she raises her hands. Do you do something, Kadam? I want to know what, if anything, is on or in these other people. Like, are they wearing magic items? Are they under some kind of other spells? No. Um, the only magic you are detecting right now is coming from that summoned skull. Um, and then the homunculus. And you get a, a, a abjuration, a flicker of abjuration over the mage. Um, likely mage armor. Um, I don't think you detect any other magic from any of this, but this mage sits there holding their hand out, kind of smiling and looking almost like longingly as the skull just floats there. Um, and Vantham Purr holds her hands out and looks around the crowd. These new units of the Flaming Fist, these new tools will be joining our patrols and keeping our streets safe from the raging cultists that have been abducting people off the streets and committing murder. We will bring an end to this plight on the city. So, please, don't be afraid. This is merely a tool. And we will continue to enact... I'm sorry. A little bit. Pretend she didn't say that. Um, and moving forward, we will enact a strict curfew amongst the streets. So no wandering outside after sunset. Please stay within your homes. Um, if you are found wandering the streets, you will be fined. Or worse, if you are not careful. And we will get to the bottom of this and bring an end to the dead three within our city. Thank you all. Um, and the crowd yeah. starts to clap. And then she kind of looks down over everyone and then people start to cheer. And, and, and there's a bit more of like excitement going throughout, but there's definitely, like, a timid nature going on. Um, and she kind of bows and departs off the wall, um, and eventually this kind of comes to a close as that mage, uh, goes off with a contingent of soldiers out towards the city walls, and the other flaming fists start to kind of gently disperse the crowd. So, um, that is where we'll end tonight's session as Kadam, you witnessed all this happening. So, uh, <laughs> all right, well, thank you, wild performance, sorry. <laughs> um, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, was there any final things you wanted to say, Claire, as we wrap this up? Uh, <laughs> I might 
not do what I said I did and instead think that this is a much more, um, much higher priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, if this is uh, your last session with us for a while, I should be clear this is not an end. Oh, yes, I'm yeah. not leaving forever. I will be back yeah. when I'm ready after yeah. the kid is born. Yes. Um, but if this does end up being your last session, um, we will miss you greatly and we will see you, uh, when you come back. Um, there, we will be, uh, we're still working out the details, but we will be having, like, a guest on, uh, while Claire is out to join Olive. And we'll see what Calliope gets up to once, um, once we rejoin her. And that should be, should be interesting. Uh, <laughs> Calliope's having a great time. <laughs> I loved Calliope. That was wonderful, Olive. Really great job. Super fun. I was so scared to hear the voice, so then it was just like, yeah, okay. It was perfect. Yes, I loved it. Uh, okay. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Good night.